0: Welcome to Wild for Wildflowers, a podcast about wildflowers. I am your host, Kelsey, and I'm here with my sister. I'm Tanaya. I said it again. (laughs) I was about to say your name for you. Sorry. Today, we're going to talk about a wildflower that you don't even know what it is.
1: No, no idea. I don't think.
0: It's called pearly everlasting okay Do you know this one yes so yes because you
1: pointed it out to me because i asked you what it was
0: yeah you'll i know you've seen it before and it's because um it grows along the sides of trails all the time and it lasts forever the blooms um hence its name so it's a very it's a very unique looking it's white and yellow wildflower so that it looks mostly pretty much all white until you get up close to it and then you can see the yellow part um but it's known as it's also known as pearly life everlasting and it belongs to the family asteraceae which is the sunflower family Mm. which i thought we might want to i've been wanting to cover this flower but i thought we might keep up the trend for asteraceae um so just like yarrow and arrow leaf balsam root that we covered It does remind me of yarrow a little bit, like from far away. It kind of is um, similar. And they're definitely, they kind of have the same size of a plant, too, yeah. and how they grow in clumps. Um, But yeah, okay, so the genus for Pearly Everlasting is Anaphalis, and the species is Margaritacea. Margaritacea. Hopefully I said that right. I don't know. But Margaritacea is Latin for pearl-like. So that's where the common name comes from. So it's called pearly life everlasting because it looks pearly in color and it blooms. And the blooms are easily preserved when hung to dry. So they last forever even when they're on the plant. But then also if you cut the blooms, they'll last um, I had some pearly everlasting in the bouquets at my wedding that I dried, and they're in my living room right now. But they look exactly the same as when they're live. Yeah,
1: much. are these the ones that are kind of pa- like their petal or whatever, kind of papery? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, you like you pick it and it literally or or go up to it and you can hear the petals like, yeah. like it's like it's like paper. Yeah. Like, a straw. Like, it reminds me... If you know what a straw flower is, you probably don't. But it's an annual in Montana. Uh, no, I know. I um, know what a straw flower is. Yeah. And then they have... I've seen them. Well, and I think I've... I grow. I grew them this year and yeah. the last couple of years. Like, I, I kind of... I dry them usually. Yeah. But they... Yeah, they feel literally like straw. Like, they're yeah, so... it's cool. ...brittle. It's really cool. Like, that's what makes them... They're very unique and very pretty. And I always... I kind of forget about it because I see it every year in the fall time. I'm like, oh yeah, there's pearly everlasting. But I'm glad we're covering it. Um okay, so let's talk about the flower. Uh the stem is erect, so straight up and down on brittle stems, and they're two to four feet tall. So That's they get tall. Pretty big. They can be a several feet tall. Hi, Aldo. Did you get those squirrely whirlies? Okay, oh, what
1: a good puppy dog!
0: He's just like, he's I, know, I know, I <laughs> know. Like, a, it, it's literally his mission in life to like try to protect the house from the squirrels. I think. Oh, it's so funny. He hears them on the roof, like because they jump the from the roof onto the roof. You sound like on a, the roof. You sound like a roof.
1: On the roof. <laughs>
0: okay uh welcome to our podcast where we talk where we have our true montana (laughs) accent. whatever there's squirrels on the roof (laughs) of her in the woods (laughs) in montana oh by the creek okay so the flowers um each flower is made up of the yellowish disc flower. So since we're talking about the Astrace family, that means there's disc and ray flowers. Right. So this is the same. It's it's hard to tell uh, a lot like Yarrow, but you can kind of, if you look at them, um, I have some good pictures, but you can see the yellowish disc flowers is the middle part, and then the white involicru, which is the white papery part. Okay. So those, yeah. it looks like petals, but technically they're a bract, sort of like yarrow um but there's numerous white papery bracts around each disc of florets mm-hmm. so okay. the the inside is a bunch of different flowers all growing right next to each other and then the outside part is actually bracts that, but it looks just like if you were to look at this petal or this flower it looks just like petals in the center
1: kind of but like they're only when you're looking at it head-on they do but when you look at yeah. it like on the side they look different it's like layers yeah like and they're kind of like a ball
0: yeah they're like Like a a little tiny
1: snowball
0: sort of thing a little tiny snowball yeah they really are but yeah so they're about a half inch across each little flower so they're that's pretty small but
1: that's kind of big it's like a half inch across like that and there's like a lot of them that's why i say it's big
0: yeah, it's not, it doesn't seem that big, but then if you're like, oh, there's a whole cluster. Yeah. So each of those little half inch across is in a big cluster. Yeah. So that makes it, they're not small. They're not. Um, And you can see them from far away. Yeah. So they are pretty, they're not, they're not tiny. So the leaves are green, narrow, linear, lancelate. So they're like lance shaped leaves. Two to five inches long. There's one alternate leaf per node on the stem. So, they're not right across from each other. They alternate on the stem. And the leaves and stem are covered in tiny white hairs that give the plant its pearly appearance from far away. So, that's those fuzzy white hairs that make it look almost like gray um, and pearly. Which I never really... Honestly, I never thought that looked pearly to me. That's like a weird word. No, I mean... I think they just look like white, kind of, or like fuzzy. I guess or, I know, some, of these, some
1: of these pictures I can kind of see, but it could just be because Pearly's in the name, so I'm seeing it. But I don't know. There are a few flowers where I feel like because uh, all the bracts or whatever, it kind of makes mm-hmm. it, it doesn't make it look exactly like white, white.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. But yeah, they're very—they're a funky little flower. They're kind of bizarre. Yeah. Um. So they're covered in all these white hairs, and they actually are soft. Like if you pick on and the the whole stem is like really soft and kind of fuzzy. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is cool. And then, so where you'll find this flower, its habitat—it prefers to grow full sun, dry, rocky, poor soil conditions. Um. And it's found in most of North America. So if you're living almost anywhere in the United States, you you could find pearly in your area. Except for the southeastern states. There's a few in the southeast that don't have pearly. Probably because it's too wet, maybe. Um, and then it's also found in Asia. And it's been introduced in Europe. So okay. if you're in Europe, you could also see pearly. So that's kind of cool and then the bloom time so when you'll see it it's july and august and then it starts blooming in july and august so late a little bit later in the summer mid to late summer yeah and then it'll last until like i've seen it hunting when there's snow on the ground like it'll seriously just like have there'll be blooms still on it um so that's you know why it's called pearly everlasting but it's that's what i like about it because sometimes like I'll be hiking when everything else pretty much is done blooming, besides like the occasional sunflower and asters and stuff. And then you'll see pearly everlasting. So that's, that's, cool. yeah, there's still a sunflower
1: blooming on the trails by my house. I've seen and that some blue, of the and that blue flax. Like that blue flax wasn't there. Like the last time I walked that part of the trail, and then it was like blooming again because I think of like the warm weather.
0: I think it was like, oh, it's still good yeah. out. Let's. Let's put some new flowers out. Yeah, that's so cool. I didn't realize... I knew blue flax continues to bloom kind of off and on, because, you know, their flowers only stay open for like a day. With yeah, yeah. each bloom. So it's like the next one, yeah. yeah, could have come out. But I didn't realize they bloomed for so long. That's really cool. I love that. We talked about... What makes us, the sunflower family, unique, Asteraceae. Right. And we already know about the disc and the ray flowers. But there is also one key characteristic of the members of the sunflower family. And that is the presence of, and I quote, an involucral involucry.
1: Oh my god. I just looked at the definition. A whorl or rosette of bracts surrounding inflorescence, especially a capitolum or at the base of an umbell. That's just. I know, like, a few of those words, but,
0: like. <laughs> That's just nonsense. That's
1: just nonsense. Involucra. Involucra? Involucra. Okay, this. The Merriam Webster definition is a little better. It's one or more wools of bracts situated below and close to a flower. Flower cluster are fruit. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, let me just finish this quote that I was going to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe. One key characteristic of the members of the sunflower family is, and I quote, the presence of an involucar of modified leaves or bracts that surrounds the petal-like ray and tubular disc flowers within a flower head.
1: Okay. Although
0: there is great variation among composites in the type and number of flowers within a head, all composites have an involucrate cra, car. Okay. I see what it is now. So usually the bracts are green and leaf-like, but in one group or tribe, so in the within the Asteraceae family, they call the different groups tribes, which is kind of funny, <laughs> um, are are the subgroups of Asteraceae. So, and this one is called the Inuliae. I-N-U-L-E-A-E. The bracts are white and membranous or woolly rather than green and leafy. Species in the Inuleae tribe include the pussytoes. Pussytoes. Antenaria, <laughs> cudweeds, and the Everlasts, which are the Anaphilus, which we we're talking about. So, there's only three different tribes in Asteraceae that have these woolly, uh, involucre, car, involucre, whatever, car. Yeah. You need to say it. I'm not going to say in- it v- every v- time v- I pause. Involucre. Oh, involucre. Good job. End quote. <laughs> that's the end of that quote. So, I just wanted to tell you about the involucre, because that's what makes it so cool. Okay, but now we're going to talk about the medicinal properties of this beautiful flower. Yeah, so Um, in the
1: look, sorry, I'm just looking at pictures to better understand it. I don't know. It's just like the part at like the base
0: before like the inflorescence or whatever. Before the the inflorescence starts. Yeah. Yeah. So the medicinal parts of the plant are the leaves, the stems, and the whole plant cooked. So you can eat the whole dang plant. But the key medicinal uses is the whole plant is an anodyne, a pain reliever, or like a painkiller. This whole plant is an antiseptic, an expectorant, and a sedative. And you can use the leaves as a poultice to reduce swelling and redness. You can harvest and eat the whole plant, eating leaves cooked or make a medicinal tea from the flowers or the entire dried or fresh plant. That's nice, pretty cool. And it's also an antihistamine. So I found this information um, on this medicinal plant website. But it says that Pearly Everlasting can help stop the release of histamine from the immune system. Oh. Which helps. Yeah. I could use this. Because I have some allergies. You have some overacting histamine. I have some cr- Histamine, yeah, which helps reduce inflammation and cell blockage during an allergic reaction. It's an astringent and an anti-inflammatory remedy for swollen mucous membranes. Pearly has been used to treat asthma as well as allergic reactions. A tea or tincture can be used as an antihistamine. So you can make a tea or a tincture out of this guy. Are you going to do that? I would like to because I did do that with, I've been drinking yarrow tea since we last talked about it because I harvested some yarrow and it does not taste bad even though it smells really weird. Yeah, yarrow tastes fine. Smells, But wait, what
1: does yarrow tea help with? Literally everything. Okay.
0: Headaches, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea.
1: Oh, right. Okay. Um, I remember
0: all that. Inflammation, yeah. um, mental health, um, lungs, eyes ears mm. nose mouth ears nose throat toes mouth, toes Yep, yeah. <laughs> toes did you say nose i said toes I said to- oh i thought you said nose and i said toes at the same time but we both just said toes at the same time <laughs>
1: <laughs> well we already got into it in the Euro episode i just
0: forgot okay so flower facts flower facts we got some flower facts Get excited tonight. I'm excited. So, there are over a hundred species of Anaphalus that are recognized in India, South Asia, and Europe. But only one, Anaphalus margaritia, which is what we're talking about, occurs naturally in North America. Only that one. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So, it's called pearly everlasting because the pearly white. Involute car, bracts surrounding a yellow disc flower. These bracts remain intact and fresh long after the center disc flower disintegrates. Oh yeah, that's the thing. After you, oh, if you so dry them, like, that little the part, part actually just like goes away. But then the it, bracts, it does like start to fall apart, and then those just kind of stay there. They're straw, which is awesome. Yeah they're actually made of straw this is a fact you no, guys. they're straw like this is what makes it so good for <coughs> preserving or drying <coughs> sorry
1: <laughs> like sw- do you ever like swallow your spit
0: and like when you really like hand yes for a while you're like <laughs> and your eyes are watering but yeah that's what makes it so good for preserving or drying a floral r- floral arrangement Okay, so the indigenous tribes would use pearly everlasting for poultices for treating sores, also making teas or a steam bath for rheumatism. Yarrow helps with rheumatism. Also. Oh wow! It's also smoked to treat colds, which is just funny to me. They that mean like
1: they mean like you I, breathe in like that. I know.
0: You but that's weird. Fumes. It's I know. like
1: oh, I'll just put in the smoker and <laughs> no. Hey.
0: Yeah, I know, but I, no, I just meant, it's just funny, like, thinking, you know, whenever you're, like, really sick, it's, like, you shouldn't be smoking anything. That's just,
1: like, oh, yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Oh, I
1: get it. Oh, sorry, I misunderstood. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I like my you smoked brain it took in it. A
0: smoker. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Which I thought funny. it was
1: like you light it and then like you breathe in like the fume, like the smoky fumes. I just wasn't thinking about actually smoking.
0: Okay. Yeah. Sorry. But also maybe that is what my they brain's mean. weird. It's not... Your brain is perfect just the way it is. But it was also used as a tobacco substitute. So I think they did yeah, actually Yeah, they mean like roll it in. you actually smoke it. Yeah, you actually smoke it. I'm going to try it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) The flowers of the pearly everlasting last so long that some believe it's a symbol of immortality. That's what I believe. Pearly is unusual because typically in the botanical world, the silvery coloring of the leaves in plants indicates that it likes dry, open, and sunny sites to live. But pearly can tolerate shady and moist conditions, unlike most plants that look like this one. Hmm. which is, like, you know, if you think of, like, sagebrush, like, I always think yep. of sagebrush, how it's silvery. Yeah. For the most part, those types of plants really, really like drought and really hot, dry spots. But pearly everlasting doesn't absolutely need that. right? Which is cool. And the last flower fact here is this plant is a host for the caterpillars of the American Lady Butterfly. Wow. So, we have a pollinator of the day. That's what that means. The pollinator of the day is
1: American. <laughs> I feel like that changes every time you say it. You'll say, like, pollinator of the week, pollinator of the yeah. month, pollinator, pollinator of the, of the, day. Of the moment,
0: <laughs> Pollinator of the times. Um, yeah, it's always different. Yeah. I'm aware. <laughs> I like to switch it up. It's just because I don't know what to say, what it is pollinator of the moment is the American lady butterfly, which is also called the American painted lady butterfly or a painted beauty. The scientific name for this butterfly is Vanessa virginiensis and belongs to the Lepidoptera family, which is the butterfly family. This species is found all over North America. In fact, you may have seen them before. I would say this is one of the more common butterflies that I have seen in Montana. So did you get the doc? Yes. So there's one picture of its wings open and then one of them closed and it looks completely different and it's so pretty. Um, But yeah, so this is Vanessa virginiensis. So I picked this butterfly because it picks certain plants to lay, to, to go through its life cycle on okay so it's so it picks the host plants are curly ever curly i mixed two words together (laughs) pearly everlasting or curweed so i made it curly ever curweed curweed that sounds disgusting (laughs) i know right (laughs) curweed so i'm just gonna go over what this butterfly fly looks like really quick um but you should look at a picture of the American Painted Lady. So... I am. I, I have been. I'm telling the audience... Oh. So, <laughs> to look at a picture... Our audience. I'm telling... Our non-existent I, audience. I'm telling the two people who may be listening. <laughs> I got this from an article written for, for the University of Florida website... Um, and it says the wing spread of adults is 1.75 to 2.4 inches. The su- upper surface of the wings is orange brown with black margins. The front wings have white spots on the outer third. The lower side of the front wings has a bright pink area. Part of the forewing wing margin is concave. One of the characteristics that distinguishes it from similar and closely related Painted Lady, Vanessa Cordulia. So it's not exactly the same, but there's a similar looking butterfly also. Mm -hmm. The lower side of the hind wing has a characteristic cobweb pattern and two large eye spots near the margin. By contrast, the Painted Lady has a row of four smaller eye spots. So it has those what looks like eyes so it'll be protected from predators um and so then there's two seasonal forms of the adults the early season form is larger and more brightly colored while the late season form is smaller and paler in color with reduced black markings so they change what they look like throughout the season they don't always they don't look exactly the same but i'm not going to go over every stage of the american ladies life cycle um, but I did add a picture of the caterpillar stage mm-hmm. in the document because you might have, I don't know, you might have seen it before. I think it's kind of cool to see a caterpillar and be like, oh, that's going to turn into this butterfly. Um, cause they look quite familiar. I feel like I've seen that caterpillar before, um, crawling around, but the color of the larval stage, which is the caterpillar stage, it varies greatly. So you know, they can look very different just depending on which one, um, you know, between individuals. Right. So, but normally the caterpillars are segmented and there's usually mostly black or yellow with thin traverse lines between each segment. Um, And then there's often white dots on the black parts as well. So they have like little dots in the black. So the life cycle and biology, there can be multiple life cycles in one year in some places – But they usually emerge in the spring. The adults and larvae, you can find them in many different places, including uplands, sand hills, lawns, and areas that are weedy. So they lay their eggs on the host plant, which might be pearly everlasting. And it's usually on the upper surface of the leaves, Which I didn't realize. Like, they they lay them on, like, the newer leaves. Oh. Um, The larvae live as individuals and make nests at the top of the host plant by using silk to hold together multiple leaves at the tips of the flower stalk. So they, like, push together two leaves to, like, make themselves a little cocoon. Interesting. And that's where they hide during the day. And then they come out at night or cloudy days to feed. How cute is that? I guess. And that is the Painted Lady Butterfly. Cool. Who loves to sit on the Pearly Everlasting. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty neat. So what do you think of Pearly Everlasting, Tanea? I've been dying to know. Um, I like them. They're cute. (laughs) They're not your favorite? No, they're not my
1: favorite.
0: I think they're pretty special like i love collecting them and having um and seeing the flowers dried and things like that but they're they're one of i really like them a lot but they're not like my favorite favorite flower probably just because they're white i don't know i like flowers that have a lot more color usually so that's just the main reason is just because they're white yeah they're just never really my favorite well, except for you know lithophragma, but that was special. but yeah, I think they they are like I forgot about it. I forgot about this flower because until it's fall time, I don't really think about it and then I'm like, oh, there it is. but yeah, I think it's I think it's really cool. We learned a lot about the Asteraceae family today and I hope everybody else did too. So if you like the podcast, you should tell a friend. Um, subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. You can email us at
1: wildforwildflowerspod no. at gmail.com. Uh, suggestions, questions, just to say hi, just to don't say. ask us questions. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at wild for wilds, wild for wild, for wildflowers wild 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 pod. That's where. Um, I'll post pictures of the flower that we talk about each episode
0: and the American Painted Lady Butterfly will probably be there too Yep, Um, a picture Uh, you can see the podcast dogs the podcast puppers are on Instagram being cutesies and don't forget to get outside and smell the wildflowers bye (laughs) <laughs> Bye. <laughs>